This year's drought meant low disease pressure for most Wisconsin fruit crops, but it didn't mean no disease pressure. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Leslie Holland is an assistant professor at UW-Madison and an extension specialist in fruit crop pathology. She made field calls to a few growers this year to diagnose powdery mildew in grapes and fire blight in apples. But most of the calls she got this summer questioned if browning leaves were a result of drought or disease. But Leslie says overall, it's been a good year for growers. So I do get a lot of phone calls, and I say the first thing I like to remind people about is just because there's not a lot of disease pressure, it's not no disease pressure, it's low disease pressure, and I really like to emphasize that point. But a lot of the phone calls I'm getting this year have been focused on drought stress, and so what plants look like, and that can oftentimes be similar to stresses caused by diseases, but they end up being drought stress. So that could be dieback, that could be leaves looking brown, that could just be overall tree health or vine health not looking so great. So how do you explain that over the phone? Are you making uh, field calls? I do both. Sometimes it depends. I'll do field calls for some folks who are really concerned, but usually over the phone I ask simple questions like, okay, are you seeing this on just a few of your trees or vines or plants, or are you seeing it across the field? Oftentimes when we see patterns that are across an entire field, usually indicates it's more of an abiotic or environmental stress, more so than it is a disease. Diseases tend to be clumped or patchy in the field. If you could put a percentage on it, how many fruit growers across the state of Wisconsin have been severely impacted by drought. Yeah, I would say any grower that did not have irrigation was impacted by drought this year, and the growers that do have irrigation were still impacted having to irrigate even more. I think folks were having to really kind of tap their water resources pretty significantly just to water their plants this year. Yep. And which fruit crops are the most water intensive? I would say grapevines relatively water intensive. I know a lot of the grape growers I work with had had to deal with intensive irrigation this year. Um, a lot of apple growers as well. Um, and then cranberry. Cranberry is pretty water intensive, but fortunately all, all of the marshes here in Wisconsin are set up with irrigation, which is a huge help. It's low disease pressure, not no disease pressure. So tell me what have been some of the flare-ups uh, happening around the state? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say the most common thing I've seen this year that people were really surprised about is powdery mildew. And we tend to think of mildews as molds as really moist, uh, loving fungi. But in fact, mildews are really great at surviving in heat and dry weather. They tend to hide oftentimes under the leaf or in shady parts of like a canopy of a grapevine. Um, But we've seen a huge, huge explosion of powdery mildew this year. What does that look like? So it's great. This is probably the one instance where pathologists have named something really appropriately. And it just looks like powdery growth on the leaves, usually kind of in like little patches on the top of the leaf. Uh, Again, you'll kind of tend to see it hidden back in the canopy because powdery mildew, it does not like UV light. So it will hide kind of in shadier spots and really manifest, especially with our cold climate grapes in Wisconsin. They're really vigorous, really dense growing. So if you pull those leaves back, I mean, you could see a ton of powdery mildew. Does it impact the berry at all, the grapes? That's a really good question. It can. A lot of varieties can be heavily infected with powdery mildew. At some point in the season, they begin to have like an age-related resistance where it's not a big deal. But we have some highly susceptible varieties, like for instance, Brianna, one of our cold climate varieties. It just gets hammered with powdery mildew, both fruit and leaves. That's on the that's in the vineyard. What about the orchards? Yeah, orchards. Also, I got powdery mildew calls from apple growers this year. The thing about powdery mildew for us uh, in Wisconsin, usually it's so cold in the winters that the pathogen doesn't really overwinter well in the buds. But when we have a very mild winter, the pathogen can overwinter really well in the buds. And then in the spring, as those new leaves start to emerge, then we'll start to see powdery mildew. But they tend to follow mild winters in Wisconsin. You told me before this interview that apple growers are also having to deal with fire blight this year. 
Yeah, Fireblade's been a more recent concern, I would say, for Wisconsin growers in the last few years. We had about two years ago was a really severe year for a lot of growers with fire blight. And this past season, a lot of growers actually ended up calling me about fire blight, which at first I think we were all a little surprised because it's been so dry. But I think what we're realizing is the pathogen is able to survive inside a lot of that woody tissue and under even conditions of like a really nice microclimate that doesn't need a lot of rain, but just a little bit of humidity that pathogen is able to express. And we start to see those infected blossoms or infected, infected shoots. Leslie, not only do you put on the miles visiting farms and doing field visits and and talking with growers, but you're also traveling to different research stations because the fruit team at UW has quite a few research plots around the state. Can you tell me about maybe a high-level look at some of the projects that are happening in different areas of Wisconsin? Yeah, I would love to. I love our research station. They are they're phenomenal collaborators. So West Madison, which is only 50 minutes from campus, really convenient. We have projects going on in strawberry right now. So we're looking at organic day neutral production of strawberries. We're looking at different mulch treatments, disease expression, uh, insect pest pollinators, looking at the different um, comparison against different mulch treatments. Um, we also have grape trials here as well, where we're looking at fungicide efficacy um, against, uh, excuse me, of different chemistries against different fungal pathogens that we see in our cold climate grapes. There's not a lot of research on cold climate uh, grapes production and how they respond to certain disease and fungicide interactions. Um, And then at the Peninsular Ag Research Station, for instance, we have additional research on grapes. We also have a lot of apples, including cider apples, which happen to be very susceptible uh, um, to fire blight. And then we also have a little bit of cherry research, not directly that I'm involved in, but there's quite a bit of cherry production in Door County. All the good things that we love about Wisconsin. So Leslie, as a pathologist, does anything that happened this year indicate what's to come the following year? How does it correlate? Yeah, that's a really good question. Sometimes those things are really hard to predict. But what I will say, for instance, for pathogens that tend to overwinter really well and then show up the following spring in a growing season, if we're not having high disease pressure this year, there's probably going to be less pathogen presence, which hopefully means less overwintering of the pathogen, which hopefully means when we start this season off, we have a lower disease pressure because we haven't had pathogens surviving from last season in in a huge uh, quantity or abundance. If you could sum up how you feel about this year's growing season and the fruit harvests uh, that are happening now, how do you feel? Are you happy with growers and their yields? Do you feel like it was a good year? Yeah, from what I can see so far, it seems like it's been a good year. I think these drought conditions, although it makes it very hard on irrigation, disease pressure has been low. I know that can interfere with insect pressure sometimes, but for when I'm hearing things look really, really good, I usually say, if it's a good year for the grower, it's a bad year for the pathologist, and I think we're having one of those. (laughs) And as she pointed out, the slowdown in plant disease this year could mean that it starts off slow again next season. Leslie Holland along with us, assistant professor at UW-Madison and an extension specialist in fruit crop pathology. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.